Undoubtedly, the Seiyu industry is slowly diluting itself into the entertainment industry as we know it. What back in the day were unthinkable, unpredictable things for Seiyu now are common and easily noticeable. I've already talked about the diets and sudden visual changes and, in this episode, we'll put a bit of that knowledge to test in order to spot solo debuts and comebacks by Seiyu artists. Let's kick off this episode of Seiyu Lounge. Welcome to Seiyu Lounge, I am your host Vanessa and today's topic is 3 signs that Seiyu are making a solo debut or releasing new music. If you remember episodes 44 and 45, in which I've covered a total of 10 important feats that changed the music industry for both 2D music projects and Seiyu artists, you've noticed that those contributed not only into how people perceive Seiyu artists and 2D music groups, but also how they present themselves. I've covered that lightly on episodes 46 and 47. So now, fans expect their favorite CU to meet a certain, bare minimum of care on the visual side. It's almost like CU are turning into idols. And you wouldn't be wrong for thinking this because the industry keeps pushing towards CU artists presenting themselves as such. I can understand it if CU artists aim to be pop stars. They are known for selling both their music and their looks with the looks being the primary selling point for them. But I honestly don't understand it for rock or jazz artists or bands. Those are music genres in which the music and the lyrics are what sell you to those bands and artists, not the looks. That's usually the last thing you'll care about. But taking into account how say you want to be known and vocals may only take them so far, they also have to care for their looks. And thus, you start noticing when say you are aiming to release new music. And why is that? Well, that's our first sign that say you are making a solo debut or releasing new music. Say you start changing their looks. The diets that I've spoken about in the previous episode are a prime example of that and are more commonly connected to solo debuts. Yumo Uchida, Soma Saito, Toshiki Masuda, Makoto Furukawa and many more underwent weird diets before even the music labels had announced that they were signed to them. Idol culture sure has influenced this, as you can tell, few are the seiyuu that pay a lot of care into their looks on a daily basis. After all, they barely have time to sleep and eat. However, there's a whole new generation of seiyuu, and in a way, those born in the 90s that are only now starting to be stars in the seiyuu industry, that have embraced the whole thing of a seiyuu having to be a complete package. Which is to say, the voice, the talent, the looks and the personality. But although they do take a bit of care, they are not usually with those polished looks that you end up seeing them with when promoting music. And that's because it's common for Seiyu to gain weight or have weird weight fluctuations due to their irregular schedules as voice actors. And that tends to mess up their looks from time to time. But when there's a debut or a comeback, 
something immediately changes. Despite their weird schedules, they are continuously for, let's say, one, two months prior to a music release, losing weight. And you can notice that even if you don't follow the CU in question that closely. They will then have to maintain that weight for the duration of the TV, radio and magazine promotions for their music. And then they are back to their usual weight fluctuations. Rinse and repeat. At times there are CU that start the weight loss process half a year or even a year before their debut in order to not give away that they'll make a debut. It's not common, but the case of Soma Saito is really similar as when people noticed he was already too thin, his debut had already been announced. At the same time, if a seiyuu has, all of a sudden, started fixing their teeth and skin, especially noticeable in the face, and have yet to take a step in the music industry, it can also hint at a seiyuu working towards a solo debut. The best example of that is Makoto Furukawa that, months before his debut, started working on his visuals. But this one is a fallible way to spot a solo debut. And that's because nowadays even seiyuu that are already considered veterans are paying more and more attention to their looks, as those now also help selling their brand. It's not only about the voice nowadays, and many are also branching out to live acting, which requires them to have a certain care for their looks. But if you pair up those improvements with the weight loss, you're seeing 99% of the times a solo debut incoming. To sum it all up, weight loss by a CU that is considered young, which is to say in their 20s, early 30s, and they are not in the music industry, usually means a debut incoming. It can be a solo or unit debut, as you can't really tell those apart. Weight loss by a veteran CU, which is to say in their 40s or 50s, usually means that they either have irregular schedules or decided to lose weight in order to live a healthier life. A good example of that was the massive weight loss that Kosuke Toriyumi underwent a couple of years ago. Visual changes paired with weight loss for seiyuu considered young usually means a debut incoming. Either that, or they are trying to branch out as variety hosts or live actors. Visual changes by veteran seiyuu usually mean that they are trying to match today's standards in the seiyuu industry, and in some cases, it can also mean that they are aiming at branching out to other fields in the entertainment industry in which it is required to meet a certain visual standard. The other sign that the CU is making a solo debut or releasing new music is the features on magazines. Now, more than ever, CU are featured on CU magazines. In those, they talk about their recent anime projects, promote their music, have serialization corners in which they give fans a look into their life, or in some cases, their mind, and even give advice to seiyuu hopefuls on how the industry works. It keeps seiyuu enthusiasts on top of all important news pertaining to their favorite seiyuu. There are generalist seiyuu magazines like Seiyu Grand Prix, that features both male and female seiyuu and covers all types of content related to seiyuu, 
male CEO-only magazines like TV Guide Voice Stars Dandyism, primarily female CEO-focused magazines like CEO Animedia, and even CEO music-driven magazines like Anipas. There's a lot of variety out there, however, in order to spot debuts and new releases, you have to pay attention to Seiyu Grand Prix, Seiyu Animedia, Voice New Type, and at times, TV Guide Voice Stars and Anipas. These are the magazines that are released monthly or every two months and always cover contents releasing in a couple of months ahead of the month in which those issues hit stores. What do I mean by these? Take for example Seiyu Grand Prix. This is the most popular Seiyu magazine, especially now that Pickup Voice is no longer an active publication. The issue of Seiyu Grand Prix hitting stores in June 2021 is the one pertaining to August 2021. The issue hitting stores in July is pertaining to September. So you can, in a way, check who's going to be featured on those issues and spot solo debuts and comebacks a couple of months ahead. How's that possible? Imagine CU that have never been featured on a cover of a magazine, and they are not cast in any anime as leading voice actors in that season or in the coming season, something that would, under normal circumstances, warrant them a cover feature. So why are they on the cover? It can be a career anniversary, it can be an exclusive serialization feature, but most likely it is a debut. Another example, a popular seiyuu that is also an artist is not voicing main characters in anime in that season nor in the coming one. They already have a serialization corner in that magazine. So why are they featured on the cover or have a special feature when their career seems rather quiet? Usually because a new release is coming. And why can you spot those debuts and new releases through magazine features? It's common practice for talent agencies, anime distributors or music labels to pay for main cover features for their talents or artists. The wide majority of promotional interviews are paid by the music labels, in case of music, anime distributors in case of anime, or talent agencies in special cases. In the opposite side, magazines pay Seiyuu to be featured exclusively in specific issues or having special serialization corners. Music labels try to put their talents in as many covers and special features as possible to make sure their Seiyuu artist is everywhere. Check for example the promotions on magazines for Takuya Gucci's solo debut. He was in over 10 different magazines all published one month before or even in the month of the mini-album's release. Kiramune invested a lot of money in making sure Eguchi's solo debut was known. An interesting thing as well is how, although magazines are prepared two or three months ahead of its release, the details on the contents of some features are only unveiled closer to the day of publishing. Why is that? Because those features have to be timed with debuts or comebacks in order to not violate embargo rules on the content. As a magazine, 
you don't want to anger music labels by being the first one to announce a debut or new CD release by a CU artist. There are embargo rules that they have to follow, which is to say, a time in which you can't talk about, unveil, hint at, spoil or announce the contents of the interview or feature. I can speak from experience on this topic when I say that at the hand that feeds HQ, I've had to follow embargo rules by Lantis twice when covering news on new releases by their CU artists. If you follow your favorite CU with some attention, you'll notice that there are downtimes in which they do not appear in magazines at all, aside from serialization corners. That is more obvious in the case of the really popular CU that usually populate CU magazines. When they start picking up their activity and then all of a sudden they are getting features in various magazines, all dropping in the same month, that's the indication that they are either making a debut or have new music ready to be released. And you can know that two months ahead of the debut or new release. Of course, if say you are already artists, it's common practice for music labels to announce new releases two or three months before it hits stores. So you are not really learning something new in this case, but for debuts, that's where this is valuable information. There's an exception though, digital releases. In that case, the announcement is only made one or two weeks before, sometimes in the same day of the release. In the case of digital releases, these don't tend to get promotional budget and thus your favorite CU won't be featured in print magazines because of those. Just look at last year's In Bloom digital single series by Soma Saito. He did not promote the digital singles in print magazines. Or Jin Ogasawara's solo debut that wasn't publicized in any print nor digital magazine. All this to say that if you pay a bit of attention to your favorite CU, features in magazines are the easiest way to spot something big happening, especially if they are already debuted stars. Solo debuts are easily noticeable only if the CU was never on a cover of a magazine and doesn't have big exposure in anime to justify a cover feature. Good examples of that are Kotaro Nishiyama and Shugo Nakamura for their debuts. Lastly, and this one is more connected to comebacks, the time of the year in which Seiyu usually release their music. This is something that requires you to actually follow your favorite Seiyu's music careers with a lot of attention. Or, in my case, work at a website in which you cover music releases on a daily basis, to the point that you start noticing the patterns. There are CU that are really particular about the time in which they release music, and then others that really don't put much effort into deciding when to release music, and are active whenever there's something new to release. It's really hard to predict how many CD releases a pop artist will make in a year. Most CU that are pop artists don't compose nor write their music and this enables their music label to create music whenever they want and as many times as possible in a year to make sure that they are earning enough money off of that CU artist. 
The only thing that you can predict is that they'll release at least two singles in that year. That seems to be the minimum quota for pop artists at big music labels such as King Records. But they don't follow schedules nor hold any specific dates dear to them for CD releases. Then you have the CEO that have somehow turned into artists known for releasing music in specific seasons of the year. Tasuku Hatanaka is a good example of that. For me, since 2017, summer means a new CD by Hatanaka. I bet this wasn't initially planned by Lantis, but it has turned into a trend over the years. Is frequently active in the summer season, releasing at least one single during this season every year. So it's usually a surefire thing to expect new music from him during that specific season. Then you have Seiyu known for releasing music in specific months, either because they hold those dear to them, or just because it's only when they have free time to promote those. Soma Saito is like this, is known for releasing music in two specific months. June, because it was the month in which he made his solo debut in 2017, and December, time of the year in which he has released so far two full-length albums and one EP. So, for him, June is usually time to release singles, physical or digital, and December is time to release big, important CDs, usually full albums or EPs. December is usually a month in which there is no anime work for Seiyuu, and usually they have their schedules empty two or three weeks before the end of the month. For a Seiyuu as busy as Saito, it comes as no surprise because that's the only time of the year that is somehow set for the release of big albums. With all being said, if you want to be able to notice solo debuts or new releases by your favorite CU, and of course they are interested in the music industry or active in 2D music projects, I've just given you three out of the various signs that something big is incoming for them as solo artists. Those are the big visual changes, I'm talking about the diets, skin treatments, teeth fixing and the sort. The magazine features, which of course after long periods away from magazines or having never been on a cover, they start being everywhere in a very specific period of time. And then the patterns in the CD releases. If your favorite CU tends to release music in a specific month or season, that means there's increased chances they'll continue releasing music in that season unless they are pop artists. Once again, these are not rules. Sometimes noticing or paying attention to the three signs I've just mentioned is still not enough to spot a debut or a new release. You need some sense, know the ins and outs of the music industry, and even way packed schedules for say you that may completely mess up the ability to notice those signs. Also, music labels are better at hiding new releases and solo debuts. Say you already signed contracts with music labels more than half a year before their debuts, thus their visual changes end up being gradual and go mostly unnoticed. And magazines may not even be the primary way to promote debuts anymore. 
especially how digital magazines are starting to gain terrain versus print magazines. Still, this may prove to be an interesting exercise for you to do with the debuts or new releases that will be announced this year. I've just given you were three signs that say you are making a solo debut or releasing new music. These are far from being rules and are, of course, based on my experience. There are many more signs that need to be taken into account in order to notice debuts, as those usually are shrouded in mystery. I can safely say that I was not expecting the solo debuts of Takuya Gucci. Just look at all the things he does, I was sure he wouldn't have the time for a solo debut. And then Daiki Yamashita, that although praised for his singing skills, had never expressed intentions to debut as a solo artist. And the signs I've just told you about didn't help much because magazines had an embargo on their features with Takuyaguchi, and on Daiki Yamashita's side, a sketch didn't promote him that strongly on print magazines. On the other hand, new music by already debuted solo artists is easy to spot if you follow their careers close enough to pay attention to all those signs. All in all, what I've just given you is a starter kit to notice solo debuts and new releases by your favorite seiyuu. Have fun with it and let me know if those signs helped you noticing those when they happen. Now tell me. Can you spot debuts from a mile away or are you often surprised when the news come out? Are there any specific signs that you pay attention to when looking for a way to notice debuts or new music releases? Let me know in the comments below and remember, leave your comments as complex or as simple as they may be and you can be featured on upcoming episodes of Seiyuu Lounge. If you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss the Hand That Feeds HQ's weekly Mail Seiyuu and music-related content, hit the subscribe button. I'll return next week with another episode of Seiyuu Lounge. Thank you for listening and see you guys around. <laughs>